The following episode is hosted by K Must Be The Money and may contain content that is sensitive to some listeners. This is The Weed! Hosted by K Must Be The Money. Y'all didn't really think I'd do it, did ya? I am someone who can't really stare at a screen for an extended amount of time. Like, I can't sit there and, like, watch something. And when you're watching YouTube or, or like, any, you know, show, really, you have to sit there and watch what is happening on the screen. Like, you have to watch the visual as well as the audio. But for podcasts, it's super easy. You just click them on and you can do your tasks and you just have to listen. <laughs> There's a lot of famous podcasts that I really, really fuck with. Um, I fuck with um, JRE, of course. I fuck with Impulsive. Paris Hilton has a podcast. And I just found this out like literally 30 minutes ago. And I'm super happy because there are a lot of podcasts out there that aren't very good. I'm going to be honest. You're listening to one right now. But I like to have an abundant amount of podcasts to listen to. So that way I always have an episode. Like when I'm doing something, I can have it in the background. And especially for my job. For my job, um, I'm in my car like all day long. So I just listen to podcasts. It's amazing. So I literally cannot wait to go to work tomorrow and just like catch up on all of Paris Hilton's episodes because I fucking love Paris Hilton. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I would die if I ever got to meet Paris Hilton. If I ever got to meet... Oh, no, okay. I would get into this, but I feel like this would be fun to get in with um, a guest, so I'm not gonna talk about that. If you guys know what's going on in the David Dobrik situation, um, my heart goes out to the victims involved. Uh, I hate that I said David Dobrik situation, I know, but, like, if you Google David Dobrik around the time, which is, today is the 10th, um, not dropping this the 10th of April, but, yeah. For a second, I thought that David Dobrik was, like, canceled, but I don't think he is. I think that we're in the clear that he's not a weirdo, just his fucking friend is. Um, so, we can keep watching views, everyone if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I actually have a episode recorded and it's so close to being done um, with the editing process, but I was super last minute and I was doing homework like very last minute, um, but I was listening to the final draft of the podcast before I compressed it and uploaded it. And I think I was running too many applications at once. Like, I've never had this happen to me with this platform, but it glitched and deleted, like, the last saved copy. It only saved the copy from, like, two saves ago. So I have to go in there and fine-tune everything again, and it's very annoying and frustrating. But, yeah, so I honestly might end up posting this podcast before the episode that I originally recorded for the opening and that's because 
I'm ready to have some content out there and this will probably be a lot easier to uh, edit. So it's actually really funny how I found out about this next topic. I was explaining to a coworker about how the government is going to be releasing information about UFOs um, hopefully in June. And I talked about the, I talked about this in another episode. But I was telling this this kid about it. I was like, hey, have you heard about this? And he was like, no, but have you heard about Colorado making it legal to give children medicinal marijuana at school? And I was like, what? He was like, yep. I was like, okay, that's insane. My mind was completely blown. I was kind of mad about that because let me tell you, I've gotten into salt. I've gotten... (laughs) I've gotten into some trouble, okay? If y'all know what I'm talking about, I've gotten into some trouble with a capital T and B and L and E and whole word capital, right? But you're telling me that there's fucking 10-year-olds out in Colorado getting fed edibles? I wasn't convinced when this kid told me this, so I did my research, and turns out that It's been legal since 2018 for caregivers to administer medicinal marijuana to children per doctor's note. And once your doctor gives that to the kid, any caregiver can administer marijuana. But, um, like, if when you send your kid to school... With the medicine, you have to send a letter of consent. So nurses aren't just like, oh, little Tibby, let's get you high as fuck. Like, no, they're, they're getting permission from their parents. And it's actually CBD. It's not any THC. It's nothing like psychoactive or anything. It's, it's just the CBD hemp plant. So that's pretty cool. I thought it was strange that medicinal marijuana was is like also called CBD like I I don't I don't think about it like that because like where I live CBD is vastly legal I mean there's CBD everywhere and CBD looks and smells a lot like we like looks and smells a lot like marijuana obviously um because it is marijuana I guess it's a form of marijuana but being in a state where CBD is mainly legal and CBD is mainly what's administered I don't really think of CBD as medicinal marijuana. That being said, I think it would be hilarious if in the future we find out that weed is literally like just weed and like it's amazing and it's a wonder drug and if a kid has a little bit of weed it probably might be good for them. Like who knows? Like we don't know if that is true or not. Obviously, if we don't know if it is true, we should not just be giving our kids edibles with THD in them, getting them high as fuck. But I think if the technology or if the science is to tell us in some amount of time that, hey, y'all have been not giving your kids 
THC, but really if you do, it might make their life better or it really has no effect on them, then I might think differently and might smoke a joint with my, you know, 10-year-old niece in 10 years. Like, who knows? Like, <laughs> it, it could happen. I'm not counting on it happening. Oh, and I think it's also noteworthy to mention that in cases where children are prescribed medicinal marijuana, it is the CBD oil. That being said, if you're listening to this and you have ever wondered if you should try CBD, I wasn't planning on talking about this in this episode, but you should do it 1000%. I think you you should do that. Uh, I have purchased CBD in many different forms. It's actually how I quit vaping. Um, I used to vape an e-cig, like a rig, like double battery e-cig, the smock tanks. And I would vape like six nicotine, 12 nicotine. Um, I also smoked cigarettes at a time. And you have to think, I mean, it's weird to think about, but I'm 21, so when I, w- when I turned 18, I could legally buy all of this. Like, I could legally buy as many e-cigs as I wanted. But I realized I did not want to live my life with an addiction, and I realized it wasn't very fun, and um, I actually experienced nicotine overdoses a couple times. Not like crazy, oh, I, yeah, I went to the hospital, but um, at one of my jobs when I was a server, we all had, like, jewels and like little sworn drops and the those the nicotine it's a salt nick so it has like 32 milliliter of nick like i'm not really sure what that means i think it's the potency so 32 is more potent than a 12 we would sit there and we'd hit these vapes for as long as we can we'd have like two or three of them like in our mouths and like hit them the biggest that we could hold it in our lungs and i would watch like these boys do it and they were like football players you know um, big lungs, and I was like, I can do that, like, I'm tough, and I literally did it, and, like, literally just, like, it hurt so bad, I literally just laid there, and I thought I was gonna throw up, and I thought I was gonna die, like, I, I really can't explain it, besides, all I could do was just lay there, and the room was spinning, and I felt like I was gonna hurl, it was awful, yeah, so stay tuned for this podcast, The Weed, where your host, K Must Be The Money, exposes herself and all the stories where she accidentally fucked herself up. She accidentally went a little too far and then ruined it forever. <laughs> that was the start of me being like, oh my gosh, I did not know that this was possible. I do not need to be vaping. No. And of course, nicotine being addictive, it was impossible to quit vaping. So I bought a different um, mouthpiece for the sworn, the sworn drop that I had, and I bought CBD tincture. So it was a vapable CBD, and I would be so chill all the time. Like, I felt so good. Like, nicotine almost gives you more anxiety. I don't know if people realize that, but it gives you more anxiety. Like, the more I hit nicotine, the more I want to hit it until it's too much and I'm sick, and then... 
I feel a little bit better and I immediately want to hit it more. But the CBD, I just used it to break the habit, the puffing habit of constantly having something to fidget with and puff puff. The CBD, it just, it chilled me out. It, it made me feel relaxed. I felt not so hyper. I'm a hyper person. I remember at a different job, like a year later after the incident with the uh, nicotine uh, making me fucking collapse, I was outside vaping with like basically the rest of the fucking crew of the restaurant because everyone vapes and smokes when you work at a restaurant. Um, and I would always tell people, yeah, do you guys want to hit my CBD? I would be like, do you want to hit this? And then I hand it to them and be like, it's CBD. And they, some of them would be like, oh, fuck no. And some of them would be like, oh, yeah. And sometimes I would tell them when they were hitting it because I know it's not going to fuck them up or anything. It's not going to make them feel bad or anything. But it might convince them to switch to CBD. Like, it seriously might. I know it's, it is a little bit more expensive. I think it was actually cheaper in the first state that I bought it in. It was cheaper. So you can get it cheaper places if you go to a smoke shop. If you go to a CBD or hemp shop, it's going to be more expensive. Like, if you go to a place where they grow the plant and pick it straight out of the ground, like right out the back, it's going to be expensive for sure. I was on medication. Um, or not medication. Well, I, yeah, I was. I wasn't planning on getting into it this episode, but we'll see if it, if it makes the final cut. <laughs> but I actually, I was prescribed a medication for depression and anxiety. Uh, it was like a two-timer. Usually you, you can choose to either take one for depression or anxiety, or you can get one that comes with both if it works for you. My doctor was like, let's just uh, hit you with the strong stuff and uh, see if we get you fixed up real quick. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> so she gave me this, it's called Paxil. It was for anxiety and depression. And it was the lowest dose possible. But man, that just made my brain light up and in all the wrong places. And she, my doctor had told me that it would take a couple days for me to feel the Paxil so it wouldn't be immediate fix that it would take about a week to get in my system and I took uh, my dose and that night I had a panic attack and I'd never had a panic attack before so I was kind of freaking out because the medicine was supposed to fix my slight anxiety and it gave me a full-blown panic attack because I'm diagnosed with depression um, and anxiety from as a result of PTSD. Um, so I guess, uh, let me scratch it. The better way of saying it is I'm diagnosed with depression and PTSD. Um, so PTSD, what comes with that is anxiety. I don't think it's like my main like struggle really. Uh, but I ended up taking a CBD capsule for depression and anxiety. And um, I went to, I said, let's just give it a shot. I said, let's, how bad could this be? It's all natural. It's not going to give me a panic attack like this Paxil did on the first night. I, I did my, oh, going back a little bit, I did my research and apparently there's a large number of people who have been put on Paxil and it has made their issues a lot worse. 
And, like, I thought I was crazy for feeling something on the first day. And apparently I'm not. A lot of other people have. And most of the people who have don't feel better. (laughs) So I think I was correct. I think I was right in listening to my body. And I, like, I was hesitant to agree to that anyways. I was very, very nervous to be put on any type of medication for what I'm, you know, for what I'm diagnosed with. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm nervous about pills. That's what it is. Like, I'm nervous about pills, and rightfully so, because the first time I felt like I was having a, a panic attack, and maybe it's, you know, psychologically I'm tricking myself, or maybe really it's just not good for my brain. <laughs> but... It could be good for your brain. It, it just it just was not working for mine. So I switched to the CBD capsules, and the guy I got them from at the hemp, hemp shop, he said to take them at night because they usually make people sleepy. Well, if anything about me, um, anything that's like anxiety that's supposed to make you sleepy, it does not make me sleepy. Like the Paxil kept me awake. Like Xanax, like that stuff, I'm awake. Like people will pass out on Xanax for days and I will be wide awake for days. I don't understand. I don't. Maybe I do need to be diagnosed with anxiety besides PTSD. But whatever. It literally makes me awake. It's the most annoying thing. Like, I don't know. So I took the the CBD capsules at night, was wide awake, was like, this sucks. Started to take them in the morning per the hemp shop guy's advice. And honestly, like, I was feeling better, like, within a couple days. Because for two days, I was taking them at night, and I could not get to sleep, and it sucks. I had work the next day. So the next day, I was like, all right, I'm going to take it in the morning, because obviously it's making me feel awake, so I'm going to take it in the morning. And that day, like, midday, I felt this just the like the release of the CBD and I felt so calm and usually midday is kind of it's the grumpiest point for me like midday when the sun is the brightest I'm just the most irritable I really would rather be asleep I'm just cranky and I'm probably a little sad (laughs) but funny because when the sun goes down I I get anxious like I I do get like anxious and jittery and like it's weird (laughs) and then the sun's down excuse me, the sun's all the way down, it's dark out, and I'm like, it's time to party, like, I'm awake, I'm so awake, yeah, like, that stuff had me feeling good for months, too, and that's the thing about CBD, is I took it, and I really, I felt good for a couple weeks afterwards, um, and that's pretty well known that people who take CBD, it kind of starts to like permanently fix things a little bit. Like you don't have to take it every day, really. As long once you take it and get to a, a certain point, then you might not have to take it anymore. Like there's a lot of cases of people feeling comfortable to take breaks from their CBD medication or their CBD supplements. And I took a break because it is expensive. It is $70. And now I'm, I just haven't gone out of my way to get it yet. But, yeah, definitely, it definitely helped me for sure. It was amazing. Amazing. And now it's time for some sick 
toads. God Delivers Us Kong finally drops for HBO Max subscribers, and it surpasses Kong Skull Island cinematically and emotionally. The display of animalistic intelligence is advanced with a classic spin on Kong's fascination with human girls. If you know what I'm talking about, they have the sweetest little relationship. Kong develops a relationship with a deaf child and their connection becomes literally vital for his survival. Not even just his survival, her survival as well. As a viewer, you get to see a major difference between the instincts of Godzilla and Kong, and that was probably one of my favorite defining moments in this movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, and uh, I wasn't gonna like describe it, but I really want to. There's like this end scene where like Godzilla is just like, you can see that he's a predator, like he's a cold-blooded killer. If he feels threatened, he attacks. He has no other reasoning beyond that. It's, you can compare it to Predator versus Alien, where Alien is like, must kill, and Predator is like, nah, bitch, like, protector, like. In King of the Monsters, we get this ancient story with Mothra and Monarch agencies, and of course the skin-crawling King Ghidorah's death scene multiple times. But now in Godzilla vs. Kong, we see Apex technology, so a lot of the movie plays with the mind, like kind of like an Easter egg. Godzilla is corporate America and I am Kong being like, are we fucking done yet? Like, can I clock out and go home? Like, can you stop coming through my, coming for my neck, yo? Like, yeah, but like I was saying, you know, movies playing with the mind and uh, Ghidorah might have been using his mind to play with Mega Godzilla. What? That was a good movie here for it definitely worth it and hey y'all if you get the timing right you probably will be able to watch Mortal Kombat and Godzilla versus Kong in the same month and then just cancel your prescription or your subscription after you watch both of them but also Game of Thrones is on there and kind of want to watch it but there's so many shows that I want to watch with so many seasons but then every time I, I hop into my TV, I'm like, what do I want to watch today? Well, I guess it's a Simple Life Season 1 again. Like, is that too much Paris Hilton talk? No. This is not a phase, y'all. This is not a phase. I saw this TikTok and it was like, name the characters that you base your entire personality off. And I really struggled with trying to figure out, like, who I base my personality off. And then I was like, well... To be fair, I have a different personality like every 20 seconds, so let's just make it up and who would I wish like it could be after? Like, who do I wish I could be like? Who do I want my personality to be like? Paris Hilton was number one, Miley Cyrus is like number two, of course, and like, I don't have a number three, like Kim Possible or something? I don't know. Her from Powerpuff Girls? I don't know, but that's basically 
everything I wanted to talk about for this episode, I wanted to hurry up and get this recorded because I don't want Godzilla vs. Kong to be old news because y'all should definitely watch it. I was talking with some friends about it and it's definitely good. I think it's, it was worth it. And it, it's interesting too because the world is at such a different place. Like $20 for HBO Max and you can invite your friends over and all of y'all can watch Godzilla vs. Kong together. Or, like, for me, it's me and my boyfriend. We're not going to wait for anyone to watch Godzilla. We literally woke up early, like, the next morning. Like, it dropped at 3 a.m. and we were up at, like, 9 o'clock, like, watching it. But $20 for one month of content, and that's $10 per person. That's literally, like, half a movie ticket. (laughs) So it's definitely worth it for sure. Oh, and I watched Euphoria, too. That was interesting, because I love Zendaya, like, and I I even love her character. Like, I, I honestly, I feel like it would be hard for Zendaya to play a character that anybody doesn't like. That could just be me, but she's, like, a goddess, of course. But other than that, I thought that it was kind of gross. Like, I was like, this is too much. I was like... Is this what high school is really like? Because I did not have this experience in high school. And I don't think that we should be promoting such sexual behavior onto 16-year-olds. Like, it it just grosses me out anytime I watch something where it's like, the actress is 23 years old, but she's playing a 16-year-old and she's getting fucking railed by the football team. Like, what? Like, I'm sorry. Like, that might happen, but... I'm not saying it shouldn't happen, but I also feel like it shouldn't. I don't know. Like, that's a, you know, that's a a sensitive topic because I'm at that point where I'm 21. So, like, there's kids three years younger than me that are still in high school right now that are 18, old enough to make their own decisions to be sexually active. But I'm not, like, slut-shaming at all, of course, I just, I just don't think that we should promote this kind of behavior for children. I really don't. Like, why don't you just make it about college for sure? <laughs> because from my experience, I don't think anybody in high school is really like that. I feel like for the most part, people aren't as sexual as people who wrote Euphoria and made it out to be. And maybe that's just my opinion. But it's not even just Euphoria. It's, it's a condom. It's... <laughs> Oh my god. I did not do that on purpose. (coughs) I did not do that on purpose. That is fucking hilarious. It's a condom problem. (laughs) It's a common problem that I see in this business where we're over-sexualizing teenagers. Like, these are children. Like, what the heck? It's illegal to send child pornography but it's not illegal to or there's no restrictions there's no writer restrictions on scripts that talk about fucking child pornography like what i don't get it other than that when i was watching the show i was like oh some of this is kind of gross like whatever that's just me being a fucking nun but at the same time i was like just Tell yourself that this is, like, 
that these kids are in college. Like, tell yourself that, because then it'll make you feel like less a creeper. It's also weird because I'm 21 and I'm still watching shows about kids in high school and oftentimes, like, they're super popular, like, 13 Reasons Why, like, that was a huge show and it was about high school, but I wasn't in high school for any of this, like, when all of those seasons dropped, I was, like, graduated and, and had already dropped out of college, like, twice, but... I'm still gonna watch it and only feel a little weird. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'll grow into being an adult. Maybe it's just me being like, damn it, I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm so happy I'm not a teenager. I still feel like one, but... But Modern Family, all of the seasons are on Hulu now, so... When you are tired of listening to podcasts, go watch yourself some Modern Family. Seriously, it's it's a great show. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so happy that y'all tuned in. And, yeah, hit me up on socials. Let me know what you think. Um, If anybody wants to collaborate, I'm down. This has been the Weed Podcast featuring K Must Be The Money. And we'll see you next time on a brand new episode. Thank you so much, guys. Keep it real. And now it's time for some sick tooth.